0: With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org.
1: What is up, guys? It is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC, and with me as always, my best friend and the other host of the show, Evan Robles. Hey there. How's it going? Not much, man. <laughs> um I'm officially 29 now. I know. Last going to my final year of my thirties uh, my twenties. I don't know why thirties. Because <laughs> you're already feeling the thirties, that's why. Yeah, probably. There's <laughs> a but yeah, so um had a good birthday, you know, had, had my family here, eat some pizza. Some pizza. Pizza, yeah. Pizza. Oh. You know what was funny? My time in the Marine Corps, everybody made fun of the way I said pizza. Pizza. Because really? I could never say pizza. I can never say that.
2: Well, to me, honestly, I don't see that much of a difference. I don't either, but apparently they
1: did. Huh. Like, pizza. And I'm like, I can't say that. Pizza, man. Pizza. Some, eh? But yeah, so we had uh, we had Domino's. I'm not a Domino's guy personally. Um most of my family is so I mean it's whatever mean who who who's gonna say another pizza? I mean I think if personally if I would have to say like if I, like if I wouldn't of my way for a certain type of pizza, I think it'd be like a New York style pizza. Like I mean that's
2: there was this one restaurant down on uh, Westheimer West Timer where it was like a oven baked pizza. Fuzzy's? No, it was actually oh. like a like an Italian. You go in there; they had it to break everything inside, and they actually would put the pizza in there. It was like freshly made. Okay, I just can't remember the
1: name of it, and I don't even know if it's still there. I don't know for me because my dad used to take us for for like birthday special occasions. We would go to this place called Fuzzies, which is kind of funny when you're like, "Oh, let's go to pizza. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Fuzzy Pizza." and Like Fuzzy Pizza doesn't sound very desirable there. No, nah, but it was really good, though. Like, it was really good. Um, yeah, but that's, that would be, like, the place I'll go. But, I mean, no, nah, we had Domino's. We had some beer. Um, and then they gave me an Astros cake. So, that was pretty dope. Um, obviously, because, you know, I love the Houston Astros. <laughs> yeah. Say what you want to everybody else that's not from Houston. But, <laughs> but yeah, I love yeah, the Yeah, there Astros. you go. Anyways, but, yeah, so. But, you know what was great, though? What? Real Madrid did it for me, man. Uh, Real Madrid did it. They ha- they did it for your they boy. Pulled, they pulled through for you. They pulled through for me, man. They ended up beating Atletico Madrid 2 to nothing, and I was so happy, man. So relieved, man. It was um, it was a sense of relief instead of happiness at the time. It was a win. It was a much-needed win, obviously, but also the fact that, it was, you know, they beat Atletico, and it's great to know that I don't have to sing. <laughs> Uh, this message is out to you. So you'll get to hear that later after, at the end of this show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. uh Shout out to Real Madrid, man, for, for making my birthday feel special. There you um, go. And also, speaking of uh, of people that we've given shout outs before, Sarah Fuller, man. Um, oh, yeah. kicker from Vanderbilt. She mm-hmm. played against uh, Tennessee, and she kicked two extra points. so She has now kicked a field goal, so i didn't see the comments of like wow. of her highlights but i mean i'm sure some people were like oh they're just extra points everybody can make an extra point at them." i don't know about y'all man kicking a football is not easy no, I mean, it's unless you practice at kicking a football it's, it's it's oh it's
2: hard bro i remember having to try to do that punter return stuff oh that's weird it just feels weird mm-hmm. it's just all odd, the oblong odd shape I can't even control it. I'm just kicking like curling the ball. And some of those guys it. can
1: kick it with like a backspin or like a spiral. So I'm like, dude, that's impressive. Like the the punter at Rice University. Yeah. Like he, he sends daggers and I'm just like, man, this is good for him. And he plays soccer too. He's actually a big soccer fan as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean I think most kickers are. But I think so. But yeah. No, but yeah, so yeah. So got a good show coming up, man. We got some headlines We're recapping the MLS Cup final and the League MX final. Two really good games. Uh, if you mi- did not get to see them, you missed out big time. Um, oh, yeah. players of the week game previews. Um, and then wrap things up with three up, three down. And I know a lot of y'all are probably like, y'all are y'all going to talk about the Champions League drawing and the Europa League drawing? Um, we're going to, we'll preview those games, but those are going to be a little bit further down once it's like closer to when they start playing, which obviously would be in February when they would actually start the the round of, the round of sixteen and round thirty two yeah I mean so yeah. it just a li- so that way it's a little fresher
2: yeah it's a, every, it's fresh in everybody's mind because I'm pretty sure we 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 announced like who got drawn with who today and stuff and you know come February everybody be like, oh, hey, well, I forgot about that it's kind of
1: weird man when they do that because it's like well we gotta wait till February for, <laughs> for these games yeah, to happen true so it's kind of interesting how that works out well like, well. I don't know. Does the Europa League start earlier? Because I mean, they have around thirty-two. They don't do around sixteen. Well, Europa League. I, I, um, is it going on right now at this moment? They're already on there. Yeah. They, yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, I, we'll, I mean, we'll we'll get there when we get there. But yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's some research for us. But yeah, man. So before we get to the headlines, man, let me tell you guys, man, Christmas is right around the corner, and I've, I'm sure you guys all have a sports fan that you all love. So how about you make their Christmas great by shopping at fanatics.com. Fanatics has a wide variety of apparel and memorabilia of teams across all sports from NFL to NASCAR and, of course, the beautiful game of soccer. So go to fanatics.com, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Um, If you guys check out our Instagram at FC, there is actually a link in our bio. It is our link tree. You can see all our where you can listen to us. Obviously, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. all that stuff. And then on top, you see Fanatics. Just click on that link. It'll take you directly to Fanatics and you can go ahead and check out the great vi- variety that Fanatics has. I'm sure there's specials going on right oh, now to Especially for Christmas. Yeah. Especially for Christmas.
2: And then, I mean, like I said, it's very easy to use to get to whatever you need. It's like just literally two, three clicks away and boom,
1: you're there. Yeah. Make sure you use our link. Yeah. All right, man, but let's keep going with these headlines man So we're going to start things off So last week we did talk about the incident that happened at Millwall Oh yeah, that's right The whole woo whenever they were taking the knee Uh,
2: I'm so so upset about
1: that So another incident happened this past week And that was during the PSG And Sahir Champions League matchup And so what happened Was an official I guess there was a manager that was maybe A little bit more mouthy than normal with the refs, I mean, <laughs> what's new there? But right. so the ref was getting irritated, and was saying that hey, we need to go get this guy. We need to talk to this guy. And when when he was approached to say hey, who's the who's the assistant coach that's bothering you? He decided to use the word the phrase that black guy. Oh no! And I mean, um, I mean, he was speaking Romanian. I don't. I, I mean, people were trying to put context into it. And I mean I'm sure there's probably a better way of doing it of of phrasing it to point somebody out. Right, right. I mean, but yeah, so his he chose he just chose poorly to describe uh of here's assistant coach, which was Pierre Weebo, um, the Cameroonian. Right, right. Um and so just which was uh, Ba, uh, former striker from the Premier League now plays over for uh, Basakir. Yeah, um, he, he he basically said the thing that was necessary. He's like, How, I don't, he's like, why is it the black guy? How come you never say that when you know, why don't you ever say that white guy? So he's like, he, he made a very good point, uh, but yeah, so because of that incident, players obviously were not happy. With, yeah, they, uh, place they, they the choice of words by the officials. So they, well, uh, so Basta here actually walked out and then PSG decided to follow with them and main in solidarity so the game was postponed for the next day so that game was played um obviously they had that, that moment where they all took a knee had to did the did the did that assistant
2: ref or I'm sorry did the ref uh I believe
1: he's being investigated right now I think the, the big issue is that it's context at the end of the day there is I mean let's let's not well, sit, no, sit my, here and well
2: my no my question was did he actually Play the or that he referee the next
1: game the, the oh, day I'm, after that I'm not sure oh, okay but uh, I'm, I mean it probably wouldn't be a wise choice to have I him was like say I
2: was like if they had him back out there I would at least be like okay we're gonna kind of suspend you for this one game just to investigate you we're gonna have your the
1: interim ref you, you might you on. might have to take a step down for at least till they for a while get what they need to see and whether or not this is gonna be a legitimate like a racist
2: and let me tell you something so. Today, I usually do this. I put some background noise at work. And most of the time it's like movies, TV shows, what have you. Um, I was watching, I don't know if you remember this movie with um, Martin Lawrence, National Security. Oh. Yes.
1: <laughs> or, yeah. Is, so. it the, is it that scene where they're like doing the simulations and he's... No, it's oh. not that
2: one. Um, it, The thing is, there's actually a few times and i'm not even joking about this i literally i was like did he just say that out loud i was like what there's a bad guy there of course i mean i'm not trying to say it, throw shade or throw color out there but it was a white guy he's one of the bad guys and Mart lawrence comes out and everything and then this dude actually goes and i'm not taking this out of context i'm literally saying what he said hey i thought i shot you you monkey and I was like, what? And he said that to Martin Lawrence's character. Now, in this day and age, you know that would have caused a con- a big, big time controversy. Yeah, that's not going to fly now. But back then, it, it, it just goes to show you how far we've come to the name calling, the slurring of just races altogether. And, and that to me kind of threw me off because I was like, I've seen this movie so many times when I was young. And and it never, it, never, it never hit me. It never hit me. I guess seeing it now with all, everything that's been going on recently, with all this, um, the the race name calling and all that stuff, I guess it hit me. And I was like, and the thing is I was playing it out loud, it wasn't even my headset. Reactor,
1: anything to uh, it?
2: My coworker Charlie, he did. My homeboy he he was like, did he just say that out loud? I was like, no way. And I had to rewind it, but I lowered the volume, and and then he goes, hey, he's like. He's like, somebody shoot that monkey. And then, of course, Martin Lawrence comes out, monkey, who you calling a monkey? Like, all oh, like trying to be all thug and shit. I was like, what? And I was like, I was surprised. And like I said, it happened again in another scene, like minutes later, like way later into the movie. I
1: feel, I feel like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling it's, the it's, movie out. Oh, it's a good movie. I feel, I feel like, like I said, it's been so long since I've seen National Security. But check it out. Wow. Like no, it just, no, no, no. I, I I know what you're talking about. I mean, now it's like kind of, kind of like kind of like glimpses of the movie because yeah. I only like watched it maybe like once, and then maybe it popped up on TV on like yeah. CBS one day. Yeah, but but yeah, it
2: just it just it just totally hits you when when we're in a situation of a day and age like that where you, even even in the game that it's supposed to be the whole world united, you know, you hear that black guy, you hear a monkey, you hear. Any kind of um, what was it Batty boy Batty like baddie boy from that uh Jamaican player? He you know, I like, mean, everyone calls everyone
1: assumes we're Mexicans,
2: yeah. Oh, that <laughs> too,
1: you know, I'm like, um, I mean, I mean, I mean it's it, it, it just, it's just, I mean, obviously, like, one applause to the players because they they didn't stand for they walked out exactly. And this is a Champions League game, that, so, that's, I mean,
2: that's one thing where I'm always like, damn, you know, PSG, you know, I'll give them props to that too because they could have easily just stayed and been like, okay, let's just keep scoring goals and. Make this a game that's going to be like a big time shutout where it's going to be like 20 something to zero because they could have easily just stayed on the field and just kept playing.
1: No, yeah. So, but, I mean, so obviously, then obviously they they came back the next day, had their, did their moment, just said no to racism and everything like that. So, um, no, great job for both clubs. Um, and I mean, I mean, you know, th- this is where their platform comes into play. Like they do have, a certain way of being able to use their voice and i think this is their time where they actually got to use their voices um and i feel like they're i feel like it it, it got everybody's attention it, i mean it did you stopped a champions league game like i mean that's that's big that's big you're not not just
2: you know not just france or whatever country is watching you know it's the whole world watching champions league they want to know what's going to happen in the next stages so of course everybody's paying attention to what's going on and uh psg's group and everything so yeah, uh, seeing that I'm pretty sure everybody in the world is just like, "Wow! Like that's that's a step up. That's that's a plus. Like for them to be stay stay uh, stand together."
1: Mm-hmm, totally. All right, man. So the next headline is Dortmund have sacked uh, Lucien Favre. Oh man, the Swiss man. Um, I feel like okay. I in context. I understand. Obviously, they lost to to Stuttgart five to one. Is a big loss. Dortmund is currently fifth place in the Bundesliga. But I'm just kind of like, was this really needed? like, is this maybe a little too premature? I mean, we're not even halfway through the season. Yeah. Well, maybe Bundesliga is probably oh, no. I mean, so, like, I feel like this is a little premature. Uh, I is still gonna be a salt team. They still have Erling Haaland. they still have Giorna. Yeah, just, they're still they, they're they still a team like, they're the contender team. Yeah, so I mean, like, I feel like this this was probably a little premature. I'm I mean. I mean, this also could have been the fact that maybe they already knew that Far was going to leave at the end of the season anyways. Cause I mean, there has been talks that they're, they're eyeing some possible replacements already for the next season. And one of those names is Jesse Marsh, manager of Salisbury, the American. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of like, I don't, I, I feel like it just wasn't needed to Far. I mean, he, they're, they're doing really well in Champions League. Yeah. So I'm like, do you, what do you, like in your eyes, do you think this was kind of premature to go ahead and, even though yes, five one losses to Stuttgart, I get it. It's an embarrassing loss, but it, 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 things are going to change. I mean, we're not even at the halfway point, and even then, it's not even a good judgment for at least a guy like in Favre's caliber. Look, I'm gonna tell you something um, right now,
2: and this is coming from a Dortmund fan. You know, it is despicable for them to kind of lose that bad against Stuttgart, but. I like to give my fair share of like you know I'll give you a chance here, you know that one loss is what causes his job and that's bad. And mind you, that Borussia is is actually to me is a team that can actually win the championship, but they're still building. I mean, they're still they're playing with a lot of young bucks, so they're still trying to build them up as well as play with the like the veterans that they have at this moment. So it's kind of like. They're still kind of struggling. They're not like Bayern where Bayern's already, okay, we're solid. We're solidified. Like no matter what, we can take one guy out and he'll play. We'll put in this other one guy out and he'll play the same exact caliber at that, at the same pace, at the same time, whatever, every, everything. But Dortmund is a little bit different where they'll take out, you know, Jaden Sancho and then they'll replace him with, uh, who can I throw in there? Um, come on, give me a number. Give me a name. I mean, give me a name trying to think. Was that the 16-year-old? Mosa. I can't say his name.
1: His name is very hard. To say. But yeah, the 16-year-old the German but yeah, yeah, Um Yeah. So it's
2: like putting him in there. He doesn't have the same experience. He doesn't have the same technique, of course, as and Sancho. So it's kind of like a different kind of caliber. I still think Dortmund can actually win the championship just not with Fa
1: oh, so, you, so you're you're you're
2: done yeah. with him i I was done with him for a while now, I just okay. I did like his you know
1: boosting I was like Giorena. Reyna. okay I mean so all right with all that being said man i mean who, who do you who, i mean who's there I mean obviously Jesse Marsh won't be necessarily an option until he's not till, till the, the next, summer yeah
2: until until next time um at the moment,'
1: you don't you dare!
2: Don't you dare! Don't I'm you dare! I'm gonna be
1: laughing so no. hard
2: in No, <laughs> no, he's not even looking for that one. He's not even eyeing that one. Amen a job at this
1: for this, for this Uh
2: He's been eyeing what? He's been eyeing uh, Real Madrid for a while now. Yeah, he's not getting that job. Yeah, yeah you never know. Uh, t- hey, I'm just saying, I know you, you're you really hoping on that, aren't hey, you? Hey, man,
1: Zidane saves himself at least a few more weeks with with, with the Letica wins. I mean, yeah, right. Ravage is good <laughs> <laughs> and
2: And with them actually winning first place as champions,
1: so knowing Dortmund, they yeah. probably they'll probably just have one of the assistants just take over. Yeah, I mean that's usually how it goes with Dortmund. They're not usually But w- w- would you be excited about Jesse Marsh? I mean look how he's been what's he's been able to do with R. V. Salzburg and we are talking about R. V. Salzburg. And I mean, who did Dortmund get from R. V. Salzburg? Yeah. So are we gonna get a Jesse Marsh and and Erling Haaland meet reunion again. And, oh, by the way, congratulations to Erling Haaland for winning Golden Boy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, is is that some, would that be enticing for you, a reunion with someone that yeah. has been able to get a lot of success? I, I mean, obviously, Foreman wouldn't have been knocking if it wasn't for the way that Jesse Marsh was able to play with Erling Haaland. Mm-hmm. So, is that a name that entices you? Would, the idea of an American manager. Actually, I've, that'd be awesome. That that would be awesome. Like
2: for me, in my in my opinion. Like I, I would be behind that move. I would actually want that to happen. Oh but it won't happen anytime soon. Like I said, I mean, Dortmund isn't one of those player teams that uh rushes to go find a manager like ESAP. Like if anything, they'll work with what they have.
1: But you definitely know uh, Holland. I think Holland would definitely Holland would benefit from that. I mean, Holland speaks highly of most. Like he, he always gives props to all his teammates. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can only imagine him thinking right now that there's a possibility that he can get his old, his old, his uh, old coach back, then, his old then. gaffer to come. Yeah. In. So that, that's that's crazy, mm-hmm. and I mean, you get him with Giorena. Yeah. So that's just. I think that's wild. I think. Dorman Dorman is still going to be in it. I think. Yeah. They're, I mean, fifth place. I think is is just right now. But i guarantee you they'll they'll be back up on top, at least in the top three, uh, in the conversation. Because I mean, they're not that far behind. I mean, I think they're like five points behind Byron. Yeah. So it's not like oh my god, they're they're, they're done. They give like, like, like thirteen <laughs> points, like another team I know. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about that too. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, so let's let's talk about. Cristiano Ronaldo, who hits a huge milestone, something that no one has ever has yet to have done in this century, and that is him getting his 400th win. Nice. Well, congrats to him. And and then in win 400, he scored two goals with four penalties, the the Ronaldo special, (laughs) Um, in the 3-1 win against Genoa. Um, he was—he's now the like I said—he's the first player to hit 400 wins in the 21st century, and um, for those of you that are probably wondering about, well, what should Messi have 400 wins at this point? No. He is—he is—he's sec- in second, and he's with 365 wins. I mean, obviously Ronaldo has played longer than Messi has.
2: Yeah, but so. even then,
1: dude, like I could just. I
2: could see Messi losing the love, not for the game, but for the team. Like, it's just... It's no, but shit. I mean, like, okay,
1: 365. Like, he's still... He's going to hit that number. He could hit it. It's just... He's not going to surpass Ronaldo. No, I mean, obviously, Ronaldo's going to keep winning wherever he goes. And then if the dream team happens in PSG, well... <laughs> well, at that point... <laughs> that point, it's just kind of like... Uh, at that point, let's just say Ronaldo has the edge on that one. Well, the, well yeah, but I'm mean, Messi's... I'm just saying Messi will get to 400. Like, I mean, we're talking about the two goats. Like, these are the two guys that you and me are going to be like in, in rocking chairs, you know, talking to, about uh, to the old young kids. Do you remember the time that Messi and Ronaldo? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, congratulations, Cristiano Ronaldo. I
2: was there, you know,
1: I was there. <laughs> I hate you so much. But yeah, so the process Cristiano Ronaldo, man, just. I mean, obviously, like, a great feat for him, um, of all things, just to get to 400 wins. I mean, it's, that's that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, obviously, he's been playing since, what, he's been, he's, like, 18, 17. No, he was,
2: um, I believe he was 17 when he first joined Man U, wasn't he? So, he was
1: in forty, he was 16 then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he's been playing since he's 16 years old. I believe so. And, I mean, if he wants to play until he's, until he's 50. Bro, he's in better
2: shape than I am. So, he, maybe he gets to 500 wins. <laughs> uh, that, dude, that dude there, he can play when he's 50, and he'll still look like he's a 24-year-old.
1: Because, mind you, that also counts towards, like, not only league, but also Champions League, international. And, international. So, I mean, that that also counts, too. Ed. So, I mean, so it's possible that he can get to 500. It is, it is possible. But, all right, man. So, let's go ahead and get these game recaps started, man. So, we had the... the the luxury of having two championship games in the same week. Okay, well, three championship games technically, but in the sa- following the same weekend, and that of course was the MLS Cup final and the Liga MX final. So we'll go with the MLS Cup final first. Man, the Columbus Crew go in and beat Seattle Sounders three to nothing. They were the underdogs, especially with the fact that you had. uh Player, two main players, which is Darlington Nagby and, and Pedro Sons is a player that I highlighted in our preview. Yeah, it is. Having to be out for COVID reasons. But you know what? Uh, Anthony stepped up. You had, um, uh, a young player, a young academy player that made his, that got not made his debut, but started the cha- you know, the, champ- the championship game. <laughs> um, for that, that's a big moment for him, but, I mean, no, the Columbus drew, they, they came in and they were ready to to play and they didn't care. And I mean, maybe you can say that the fact that they were playing in Columbus also was a big factor. I mean, home field advantage, I think that's still something to, to point out. Right. But I mean, Seattle had 65% of the possessions of this game. They had the ball majority of the time, but Columbus came in and they outshot them 15 to 13. And I mean, we have to talk about, the guy, the one that won the MVP uh for this game, and that is Lucas Larayan, who scored in the twenty-fifth minute mark and the eighty second mark. I mean, two really beautiful goals, well yeah. placed, well timed. I think that last goal he scored the eighty second one. Just it was just a nice connection with the pass, and then just puts it right in, full full power. I mean, with the left foot. I mean, I know you love that. Yep. Love but that part, is. but I mean, the, the, we got to highlight Lucas Valorant. I mean, the fact that this was the big signing for Columbus. Like, this was their big signing that they got from Tigres And he lived up. I mean, he did have some injuries throughout the season. Um, but they still believed in him. And he comes in. And this is, this is why you pay. He comes in clutch. This is why you pay the designated players. This oh, is yeah. the reason why you have a designated player. And he comes in and lives up to it. And, um, you know, the Columbus looks really good. I mean, Columbus had a real good story. From beginning of all this, with the whole fact that there was the possibility of them leaving to go to Austin, that didn't happen because the the community of Columbus they they rallied that together saved the crew. And, and saved the crew. Um, Austin still gets their team, but Columbus they have their story, and I think this is a great way to wrap it up. And that was also the last game that was going to be played in that stadium in Columbus, which is a very Big stadium, especially in U.S. soccer, because that's where the Dos Seattle happened, yeah. where USA beat Mexico two, 2 to nothing. And so that chapter of that stadium is now gone. They're going to be moving to a new stadium that this new ownership group of the Columbus Group put in money to make sure that this, this club is the love that it truly deserves. And I mean, I think it's a great story. And I mean, yeah, it sucks to Seattle. We were talking about Dynasty with Seattle, but I think. You got to give props to Columbus, man. Solid defense. Eloy Room came in. Um, you know, that was a player that I pointed out was going to be a big factor at the goalkeeper spot. But, I mean, these guys just moved the ball really well. Though they've had very little possession of the ball, they took advantage of their opportunities. And, I mean, all three of those goals were beauties. So, I mean, they came into play, and they made sure to win the MLS Cup. Yep. That's actually, uh,
2: just by looking at the um, the goals and stuff. I was like, damn. I was like, maybe I bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> I was like, shit. I was like, maybe I should just say Columbus.
1: I'm glad I was right. I mean, I didn't. They didn't go to penalty. No, no offense, Andrew. I mean, but still, like,
2: uh, I, I should have went. Oh, to- no,
1: but I mean, you gotta give props to to Mensa and the backline. I mean, they did a good job. They they held off Rui Diaz. They held off Jordan Morris. They made sure that Ladera, Ladera was just not going to be factors. I mean, they did get their moments. Obviously, clearly, they they had 13 shots, but I mean, they just made sure that they made that this kept a clean sheet. Yeah, and I mean, their attack helped them throughout the game. You know, those make, counterattacks, though—that's that's really what killed them. And, I mean, oh, dude, that's such a good doing. job, man. But I think I think we're still going to see Seattle. I think Seattle will be back in the conversation with the playoffs. I think you This isn't like. Oh no, Seattle is no longer going to be in the finals. No, it's like they'll be back. They'll be back. So and dy- be. The dynasty discussion isn't over for Seattle, but it's just great to see Columbus win it. I think it was a really great moment for the fans to go to be able to see their team win a championship. Um, just, I think it's just a good way to wrap this 2020 season. Just a crazy season of its own. I mean, they, start, they were two games into the season, they had to cancel the season. Then they went to the MLS's back tournament. And then they went back to try to start the MLS season again. And now they were able to get a champion. Um, not many hiccups. I mean, there was some COVID issues. But aside from that, we're able to get the season done. And I think just applaud to the MLS, at least for that. Yeah. I still, the MLS still has their issues. I like, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> at least give
2: them give props for that one. I got you. I got you. But yeah, so. uh, but yeah I mean, congratulations to the Columbus crew. Because, I mean, they they did they did their job. They went to play and they showed up. Yep. So that's, that's, and I'm not saying that Seattle didn't show up. It's just, you know,
1: uh, Columbus kept them at bay. Columbus was just the better team that yeah, they really did. Yep. All right, man. So the Liga MX final. The team that we knew was the was uh, yeah. the team that we both believed I mean, we we did we we had some soft spots for Pumas, like we we kinda of wanted to see the underdog story happen, even though they weren't really underdog, they were the second best team in in, in Mexico. Yeah. I mean I got I got but Leon was just a class of their own. They were just clearly the superior team this this season for Liga MX, and I mean, it, of course they're gonna win it. And um, I think for me, the first game obviously was a one-one draw, but the fact that they uh, that Leon comes back scores a last-minute goal with being down to ten men, that was that 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 turning point for them. That hey, we're going into Leon even. All we got to do is win it in our stadium and we got it. Yeah, And that's literally what they did. Um, Pumas had combined possession of 53% for both those games. So you can already see the possession was pretty close between those two games. Yeah, even the stats themselves were pretty
2: tight. Like um, I think when they faced off, Pumas and Leon, and that's not counting that Leon was uh, relegated for a few years. So I think uh, Leon has like one or two wins uh, on under or over. Pumas, so over Pumas, they have one or two wins and like two to three goals more. Yeah, and now including now now with this one, I think they like four four more goals, five more goals, and one more win above their belt.
1: And then, um, in in uh, so Pumas also combined in these two games outshot Leon twenty three to eighteen. I mean, it, it's not the Pumas was going for that. They they had their opportunities. They had the possessions. But I mean, Leon, like I said, has been a really good team, and have been very really solid defensively. That's the big thing that I don't think you were talking about as much as that how good Leon has been defensively. Yeah. And I mean, they did their job. They won the game that really mattered, which was that second game. And it was very crucial that they won that game because obviously it's in Leon. It's in their home stadium. Right. Um, they're able to do it. And I mean, the man you got to talk about is Emmanuel, um, Gigliotti. He scored two goals. Obviously the, The last minute goal in the 89th minute in the first game which obviously like i said that was a big turning point for leon and then scores the first goal in in the second leg which was in the 12 minute mark which kind of put them in a very comfortable spot and then obviously they scored another goal in the final minutes to go ahead and solidify that they were going to be the champions of mexico right well yeah man i mean
2: I gotta give props to their own. They sh- they did they, they freaking showed up to play, and even their 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 possession of the ball was pretty pretty badass. I, I saw a couple of the of the plays they did when they were switching it up and everything. Uh, it was just, I liked it. Like it was it was very. I felt like they were very controlled and calm. They didn't rile up. You or never thought You never felt that they were and under pressure. I never. I never felt. Yeah. Was like, they were like, we're just gonna keep playing our game. Yeah, they would even pass back to the defenders. The defenders would pass back to the mid, And then like they would start attacking. And It was just very... They were very controlled.
1: I can't say that. You know, and, the, and honestly, I can't say the same for Pumas. Because you, can, yeah, see the, you Pumas, can see the pressure. You can were, see the stress. Yeah. You saw... Like, Their they're, they're they're minds like, we got to score a goal. We got to score a goal. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't do anything. Every time they had a prime opportunity, they just couldn't finish it. And it's just the fact that Leon was calm, collected. Knew what they needed to do, and they stuck with their job assignments, and that's that's honestly the big difference maker when it comes to winning championships. I mean, there's teams that that can go in there calm, even even if they're down, and they go in calmly. They're like we know our game, we yep. know what we need to do to win it. They come back and win easily. And then there's those teams that are just very stressful. Maybe <laughs> gets a little bit overwhelming to watch them sometimes. Not say that that was how Pumas was all year. But I mean, just clearly Leon was the better team. Yep. And and that's really why that's why they're they're left in the trophy. Yep. I agree with
2: that. So I mean, personally, uh congratulations to to Leon. Cause I mean they they, they put up a hell of a match and they deserve that championship. And
1: that's championship number eight yeah. for Leon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, congratulations to Leon. How, how many does Amaica have? I believe like ten. Ten. Oh shit. Leon's catching up. Ten or twelve. No, wait, Toluca has 10. I think, I think America has like 12 or 11 or 13. Well, either way. It's not a Yeah, Leon's catching up. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's, it, it's, it, I think, I can't wait for this, the, the, obviously the apertura to see how, what else we're going to see from, because I mean, you know, things change. I mean, that's, that's the thing I think what I think was about the apertura and the Clasota style is that like, sometimes it could be the same, sometimes it's not. So I think that's like the interesting part of that, of that, uh, format in Mexico. But all right, man, let me tell you guys about Unhinged Sports Network. It is a growing brand with a wide variety of sports podcasts from all around the country. Unhinged is constantly playing shows on their website, unhingedsn.com. Go there and listen to us on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time and stay to listen to the rest of the great programs that they have available. Check them out on at unhingesn.com. And also follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Edward, who is your player of the week? My player of the week, well, it's actually ironically uh,
2: the player from Columbus Crew, um, Lucas Celarayan, because he scores the two goals. Yeah. And, no, he, that mean, and he, he also got the
1: assist.
2: Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I feel like he was a big, big part of the of the team win. I mean, you know, it's just like they say, you. Uh, what was it, um, Wayne Gretzky or uh, Michael Scott? What was it? <laughs> the, where he had the thing on the board. Uh, Wayne miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. I felt like that. that is the case with Salarian. Salaria. Like, okay. Because, uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, he took the shots and look what happened.
1: That's and there was, was beauty for shots. No, so. no, totally. Totally. I agree. Well, who's your player of the week? My, My player one. of the week, and it's going to that champ- those championship teams. And that is Emmanuel ti who scores two goals in Leon's three one aggregate win against Pumas. once again this guy was reliable he was the guy that you looked at and he took the shots that needed similar to like to Ryan, just very was the guy that made sure that he wanted to be the difference for this game and I mean you know puts two crucial goals um what well, like I said that first goal in the second in the first leg that was the turning point I mean like I said Leon was down to 10 men. The pressure was on them. They're down one to nothing. They're getting, they're going to go into the next game with Puma's having an advantage. That is a whole, cause I mean, the thing was in, with League MX, with these two legs of being in the championship, right? Game, right? Is that it's a mental game. I mean, when, if, when you're down from the first leg, that's, that's, that's pressure right there. Yeah. I mean, either you, you, you know, you forget about the game and move on to this game or, the, that pressure stays with you, and I mean, Leon didn't let that happen. I mean, they were down to ten men, and there you go. He scores he scores the first first that first goal to get them leveled and puts the pressure on Pumas because now you're going to Leon to play in their field, and they go in there and handle their business and, and win two to nothing in the second leg. So I mean, and like I said, Emmanuel uh, Gigliotti, I mean, was a crucial part of that, to give them the confidence to know that they're going to come in and win this thing. And I mean, that's really what makes the player of the week, right? Yep, exactly. Somebody who's a game changer just like that. So, exactly. So, congratulations to Lucas Alarayan and Emmanuel Gigliotti for players of the week. Now, I have a question for you. Um, who do you think
2: would actually win in a match? It could be a friendly or whatever, but Leon and Columbus crew. The way they were playing this Sunday.
1: Ooh, <clears throat> that's a, it's a good one right it's a good one man i you know what i i this may no you know what i would say columbus crew i think i like what they had defensively i think defensively they could contest with leon all right all and right. i do like their attack i think I mean, the counter attack to me felt very english felt yes. very epl so i think that counter attack could definitely uh, be a problem for leon could be with, could be. with Jazzy Zardes, lucas Alarion, um pedro santos when he's available is also a very crucial player etienne as well um and then obviously that being the playmaker that he is that's a i feel like they could definitely make a run uh against leon all right oh i just thought i'd ask. i mean there there should be i think it's going to be a
2: like a Libertadores kinda or the America Cup or something. It's like something something um, club related, but here for a, the a North champion America. trophy. I think it's something a, like a that. super champion, I think is what it is. We weren't we talking about this with Andrew, I think.
1: No? No, no, we no. were talking about Libertadores, but oh, okay. but I believe uh Liga MX and MLS actually have a deal where the champion their champion will take on the champion of the MLS, like kind of like a, a little like, like friendly like a challenge. Okay. And so there is like a trophy. There's like a you know obviously like a, a, a prize money, prize money, and all that. Um, so I believe that it's still that's gonna happen this year. Obviously, it didn't happen because of COVID. But I think that would be a hell of a match. So I mean, Leon versus uh, versus uh Columbus Crew, but, but they have, be- they have to play the same way that they played this
2: Sunday. No, yeah, totally, totally. Because totally. then that that match would be so. Gritty. I feel like it would be so It would badass. be a battle. I think so. It would be so. Ooh, good to I'm watch. excited to think about it, bro. I'm hyped now. <laughs> I got you hyped up for something. Yeah, you go. Oh, yeah, you sure did. All right, man. All right. So here we go. Let's we'll move on to the game recaps. Or I'm sorry. Woo. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm falling asleep. Hold on. Hold on. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I am so falling. I'm so failing at this. All right. So, actually, what I meant to say, not game recast, but game previews. That's what I meant to say. Um. Well, the first one I chose was Arsenal versus Everton. I mean, I feel like that would, that's a good match, even though Arsenal is not up there to where Everton's at right now. You mean 15th place? <laughs> Anyways. I I just feel like it would be a good match to watch. Something, some, maybe I feel like this would actually. I,
1: test. I feel like I feel like I have to. I have to go into a soapbox before we we talk about the game. Oh my god! I I it's like it kills Someone me. Someone play the violin. It kills me, man. Arsenal, me the sad violin. Arsenal is like, there's so much potential with this club. There's so much. You know that this attack can do something with with players like Lacazette. and it's unfortunate because I think they're going to move on from Lacazette and Aubameyang i oh, think yeah. it's going to happen and they're going to go somewhere and they're going to be better <laughs> elsewhere unfortunately these are two guys that i i liked when they brought them into arsenal and, and and they've had their moments where they've they've been amazing players and then they have like their huge letdowns i mean obviously aubameyang gave up an own goal in, in the burnley game yeah um i hate Shaka. I've hated Jaka for a long time. And you, you, don't said know, that, Jaka. Yeah, you said that for a, a, um, I think wow. a i He's a scumbag. I believe he's a piece of shit. I don't think he's a... He's not my captain. Wow. I've said that from the beginning. He is not my captain. Wow. He is a disgrace to every Arsenal captain to have Jaka ever wear the, ar- the, the armband because I hated it when they made him captain. Uh, Question. Where does this hatred stem from? He's not a good player. He is so unreliable. Yes. Okay. Cool. He gets a he once in a while he gets a good outside the box shot. But who the fuck cares? Because he's a, such a liability defensively. Look how careless he was in the Burnley game. Yeah. He literally choked a guy. Gets red carded, and for what? For nothing. The guy wasn't even involved with the play. He was trying to break them up, and he tries to choke the man. This dude is trash. He is not in any way represents Arsenal. The fact that Thierry Henry refuses to watch him play in an Arsenal case should tell you uh, enough yeah. how much this guy should not be in Arsenal. People booed him when he was the captain of Arsenal, and people will still be booing. As a matter of fact, I'm sure they booed him when the fans were actually there at the Burnley game. So I mean, Arsenal is looking terrible. They they fail to go and make purchases they need. We don't need more midfielders. We need center backs. We need defenders. Like it is frustrating, especially when you have such talented players. You have Leno. You have Nayland Miles. You have some talent in this team. Yeah, but you suck. And I I, and I mean yes. I like him. I believe in him. I think he's the right guy for the job. But when the fact that the team is so cheap, you're not helping him. All he can do is play with young players. But unfortunately, when you play with young players, they don't have the experience. They don't have the
2: experience. They don't have the, the tenacity, the ferocity of the veteran player.
1: Exactly. And so, yes, this is why they're at where they're at. Yes, I was hopeful because I liked what I was seeing at least initially from Arsenal, and then it just—that's where they are now. I think, I think this is just karma. Can they make the Champions League? Well, they're gonna have to win the Europa League now because I mean, there's no.
2: Well, I was gonna say I think this is karma for the whole zero situation.
1: Just putting it out there—that is by far the dumbest thing I ever fucking heard. <laughs> I mean. Would I want to see Ozil playing? Of course. I think that's a big glaring issue is the fact that they don't have a distinct number 10 or they do have a distinct number 10 in Bios, but he, they don't play him. No. Nope. What was the whole point of getting him from Real Madrid on loan to not play him? That gets frustrating. Like, there's decisions that are made that is is frustrating. Like, there's players that surprise me. Like, oh, Nene. I mean, I'll get prof. He looks good. Like, I'm not going to hate for him for, because he actually is performing. Um. Upon me has been such a letdown for me in recent games. I mean, the fact that all the goals that recently have been scored by, by Arsenal players have been off of penalties. It hasn't even been from open play. It, it, it is, it is a headache. It is, it, it's just being an Arsenal fan. It is such a Heartbreak. stressful, heartbreaking. Uh, and I mean, it's not something, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. Like if <laughs> there's some highs and there's a lot of lows. And um, right now, the fact that there's a possibility that Arsenal is going to get relegated.
2: Yeah, sucks. That is, I've I've never even ever thought of that uh, possibility. Honestly, I've never really
1: thought about that. And I mean, okay, the Unai Emery, I think that was where really kind of just went down. You know, I mean, yeah, people can I, say what they want about Wenger, but at least Wenger put, at least with Wenger, they were in the top four. I mean, at least fourth place was guaranteed with Wenger. Yeah. So I
2: mean, we had this conversation a while back. He's like, "I'm staying here at this place." Keep my job safe, but also I'll see how he can't be post. mad at him. Like, well, we're in Champions League, <laughs> we're in Champions League, but we're not champions. Occasionally, so. we win the
1: FA Cup. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah dude.
2: so I mean, you can't really stay mad at the guy. He was doing enough just to get
1: by, but it was actually working. Exactly, man. It's so frustrating. But I mean, like I said, I'm hopeful for Mikel Arteta. I know there's a lot of fans that are talking about like fire Mikel Arteta, you know, and I get it. I, I'm not saying that I don't. I don't get the concept. I think I'm 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 good with Artisan. I think he brings in something that that I that I like. Unfortunately, it's just the fact that we have crappy ownership, right? I'm, call, I'm, I'm looking at you, saying Kroenke. It is it, it's such a letdown, man, to see all this going on with Arsenal. Uh, 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 such a a club with such pedigree. At one time, you know the 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 you know the. The, with with legends that have, that has been in Arsenal, I mean it is just unfortunate. You, you have one of the one of the best teams ever in, in the English Premier League, the team that did, that went straight up flawlessly went into a season, and it's just like it sucks that now this is where they are. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, but fuck, man. But, I mean, there's ways to turn things around. I mean, scoring a goal in open play is probably a good start. Um, but, I mean, everything's not going to be an easy task. You're obviously talking about Carlo Ancelotti, uh, which I think is... A, which, ironically, was actually a guy I wanted Arsenal to go get. But, but you know, that's not how it works as an Arsenal fan. You don't get what you want. But, yeah, so, yeah, let's talk about the Arsenal and everything game. All right. So... on. Um
2: see. Okay, so Arsenal, Everton. Wow, I did not think this. Arsenal have lost three of their last five games. Yeah, fuck me. Oh, Arsenal has also won three of the last meetings, though, against Everton. So that's a uh, maybe history shall repeat, it. Sh- shall repeat itself. You never know. I wish i see, man. And then Everton has scored 21 goals this season. I mean, it's it's kind of it's, it's looking kind of dim
1: for Arsenal, but I mean, look, if, if there is a time that they need to get a win, it's now. Like, I mean, they gotta get this win. Um, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, I mean, it's they need wins. Everton's the team that they have had a pretty good track record with. Um, they just need to win some games, man. At the yeah, end of dude. it all, at the end of it all, they need to win some games um, and, and get some confidence back in these fans because I mean, the Arsenal fan base is just. Right now, they're just they're just down. They're down and derailed. I mean, like there's literally. I think the only way to fix this is by winning matches. And you need if you can beat Everton, I think you can get some some faith back into it. But you need to start consistently start winning these. You can't be losing the teams that you're not supposed to lose. Burn. You're not supposed to lose to Burnley. Nope. You're not supposed to lose to the lower tier clubs. Everton right now looks like a pretty decent team. But this is a team we normally beat. So this is one of those, like, this is a team that we should at least get a draw with. But, I mean, that's not what we want. We want wins. We need three points. That's what matters more than anything. Get back at least in the top 10s. Get back up there in the top half, not in the where they are right now. Especially where we don't want to be thinking relegation.
2: Oh, hell no. Like that. I can't. I can't imagine Arsenal being down there. I really can't. So, but
1: if not, then it'll be a great uh, FIFA, FIFA rebuild. That
2: actually would be. I mean, remember what I did with Stoke City. But um, but yeah. Um, so who do you got, Hector? Being an Arsenal loyal fan, I'm sticking with Arsenal. You're I mean, sticking with Arsenal. Yeah. All right. I mean, I I want Arsenal to win, but I'm gonna have to go with Everton on this one. I, know, you're I looking, you. No, you know. I don't, don't know. blame you. I don't blame you at all. This is everything's looking really good. So I'm just I just gotta go with the with the upper dog. Um yeah. I only said that because Robo was right there. And I was, just saw him and I was like upper dog. Upper dog. <laughs> I don't know. At least the Arsenal women team are looking good. Yeah, right. <laughs> at least the Arsenal mascot's looking good. <laughs> at least gonna source. All right. Uh, second match that I chose is one in La Liga, is uh, Barcelona versus Valencia. Now, as a Barcelona fan, this is one of those matches. Just like how you said, that Arsenal has to win, Barcelona has to win, just to show that
1: there's some fight left in this team. Because the way they've been playing is just. Would you say the the the, the word that keeps seeing being thrown around with Barcelona now has been mediocre? Uh, yeah, they're not playing to that Barcelona
2: spirit anymore. Like, I feel like they're playing uh, I don't know how to say it. Like, the Tiki Taka is dead. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just dying. It's no longer there. And even even if they try to bring it back, like, you you don't have the players to actually make it useful and resourceful and beautiful. It's just... uh, I still feel like there's not a Xavi or Iniesta to help out Messi to come out with it. And there's been some more drama with Pui lately, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I just I don't know. But let's get back to the the game preview. Um Valencia has drawn three of their last five games and Barcelona has only one has only won one of the last five meetings. So is that
1: right? Only one. Only only one? Oh. Only won one of the last five minutes. yeah So they've had two losses and two draws. Yeah, against Valencia. Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm, I'm kind of hoping. I'm kind of hoping. And then, but the thing is, Valencia has allowed nineteen goals. So I mean, you're hoping for them
1: long shots. I mean, this this could be. It, it, this is definitely a team that Barcelona would want to be facing right now. I don't. I don't. Valencia is like I said. We we said it before. It's a frisky team. They could. They can somehow find find an upset, but I think that they're also not that good at the same time. It's like it could be a flip of the coin, like what what we'll see from Valencia. So I mean, this is definitely the matchup that if Barcelona is trying to like turn things around right now, this would be the a good team to be going up against. But obviously, don't underestimate them. But um, but yeah, I think this is a good matchup for them. I think this is. This is the time to get let like let loose and and go and play and play the bars away and and hopefully try to try to build some confidence as a team because I mean uh, <laughs> at this point I feel like they should not be trying to like buy back Messi's love I think at this point just ride the wave and and just give Messi uh, just one good last ride before he leaves yeah and that's the thing that's that's exactly what needs to happen is
2: for him to. To see the team that he grew up with and them actually playing like really, really badass, like just how they used to, like for fun. Because I feel like that whenever they have fun, that's when the Taka just comes out naturally and then they just go ahead and do it. And then that's something Messi's used to, like just that naturally flow, that flow just for it to be free flowing kind of energy, not fucking, oh, always fucking right on top of it. You lose the ball, well fuck. Like you, you feel like it's a it's a chore. It's not even longer the love of the game. It's just it feels like a chore. Like at that point, I feel like Messi sees this as a job instead of something that he loves to do. hmm Yeah, so I, I feel like yeah, like you said, Barcelona has to go back to to being how it was. With the with the Tiki Taka just to have fun, just to show Messi that one last season of love. Like, okay. So totally off topic from Barcelona career mode. My Messi is retiring. Like I literally just started the season and already I can't renew his contract. I can't do anything. He's retiring at the end of the season at 33. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Ronaldo is still playing in Juventus at 35, 36. So I'm like, damn, I got men- fucked.
1: <laughs> Even FIFA Messi's
2: mentally checked up. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the same way. Uh so it's just, uh, I don't know, man. I just. Barca, uh, please bring it back. Please help Messi find that groove back because he, he really needs it this time. But, all right, let's move on to. Oh, wait. Actually, who do you have on this one? On Barcelona,
1: Valencia? I mean, it's a good matchup. I mean, it's a good matchup, but I'm going to take Barcelona. I think, I think even, even with the way Barcelona Barcelona has been playing, it's still Barcelona. Um, They they still have the talent. I don't think that Valencia necessarily has the talent to match up with Barcelona. At least their their attack, um, even with a a deflated Messi. um, They they still have a really good, at least a front that's good enough to beat Valencia. And it goes to show you how Ansu Fati's injury has really impacted. That's a big loss for them. Because, I mean, Asifati, you can even say, well, it was maybe that, that young spark, that young messy, if you will. Um, I'm not trying to say he's the next Messi. I'm not, don't jinx don't, don't don't it. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Don't, 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 it. don't, don't nobody eat think of words eat like But, I mean, you know, a player, a kid a kid that grew up watching Barcelona, a kid that was part of the academy, that, that learned the Barca way, learned and loved the Barca way, and he gets to play with the first team in Barcelona, and you can see that that spark and that love. And I think, you know, when Ansu Fati was on the field with Messi, you can see Messi actually trying. Kind of, and Yeah, so I mean, I feel like that in some way Messi was kind of seeing himself in Ansu Fati. And so he had, he, I, I felt like when he saw Ansu Fati playing and he would split, connect
2: with him, I want to say that he had that, that spark again, that love for the game. Right now that he's off the field, yeah, it, it, it's kind of fading. So I feel like he needs to find something else to hold on to. You know, he needs to find that love again. No oh, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And i with like Barcelona. I, I agree with you. I, I wanna go with Barca as well. So I, I feel like they have a chance. They just need to show. They just need to come out. They need to come out and play. They can't just come out and be like, oh, I'm done kind of shit. Like the attitudes. They just have to show up and play and do it for the love of the game. And everything should come to them. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to the third match. Now this one I think is going to be a hell of a match.
1: Bayern Munich versus Bayern Leverkusen. Man, and I mean Bayern Leverkusen is having a solid year and I think the player that screams out to me is Leon Bailey. Yeah. The Jamaican. Yeah. I mean, he's,
2: he's doing hella good. The teams are doing really good. I mean... Look at this! Uh, Leverkusen has actually won four of their last five games, and that fifth game, I believe the the last game was a was a draw. Oh, wow. No, one, one of them. So,
1: so they're kind of they're going on like a a a
2: a loss, like they're going they're, they're going on a loss streak. Yeah. like they're they're like basically just a winning they're, streak. They're, so they're
1: undefeated right now. Uh, they're well, technically the undefeated five. for
2: the last five games. Yeah. So I mean, that's going to be hard to compete with. Uh, Munich has drawn three of their last five games. So, I mean, it's not bad either because they're still going on a, a win streak as well, even on the last five games. So it's kind of eh. And then Leverkusen has only given up 10 goals this season. It's not
1: bad. So, it probably explains as to why they've been doing so well, it's because of how well they've been defensively. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, this, this Byron team has definitely had their struggles. I think it's just because of injuries and, and, uh, at least injuries have been like the big issue for Bayern Munich this year, but I mean, it's still, they're still Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. Um, and I think it's the same thing with, with Dortmund. I think, yes, they're not necessarily in the spot where they thought they would be right now, at least going into the halfway point of the season. But it, the, the thing is that there's still plenty of games that need to be played. And once again, those teams that maybe don't have that experience in being the top dogs in their league. Yeah. Um, it's gonna, you know, either they they live up, they 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 handle the pressure of being the top dogs, or they crumble. And once again, the teams that have been proven will be back in their in their rightful spot. And I think Bayern Munich is not a team to like to yeah. to take lightly. They're still the the mm-hmm. mega team. They're still the giants. They're,
2: That's what I'm saying. Like even if they go with their secondary team, their secondary team can still it's, will pass.
1: It's still Robert Lewandowski. It's still Mueller. It's still it's still Narby. It's still um, Sane. It's Kimish is back. I mean, is Davies is Davies still out, um, is I, out? I know he's been playing. I don't know if he re injured okay. anything, anything like that, but it doesn't really matter. They they're stacked in the in the fullback position as well. They're stacked in the in the in the back line. I mean, they obviously have one of the best goalkeepers who I've ever done in Manol You can say say what you want. Maybe like he's. Not the same Manuel Neuer that we once saw, but he's still Manuel Neuer. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where it's just like, Bayern Munich is still Bayern Munich, uh, and it's not so much of of you know Bayern Munich having to prove themselves against Leverkusen, Leverkusen having to prove themselves against Munich. It's mm-hmm. really what it is because it's like, all right, you got your shot to take down the t- uh t- Basically, t- it's like a you, like this is like the team is down right now. Like I mean, this is your chance to like take advantage of it, and it's up to you if you want to do it or not. I mean, mm-hmm. but you don't want to wake up a sleeping giant, is also the other thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, and Bayern Munich right now is a sleeping giant. Yeah. So they can go ahead and just come out of it and wolf some ass, like I said. So, those, those 10 goals that, uh, that Leverkusen has only allowed, I mean, that could change drastically in just one game with against Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, who do you got on that one? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say Bayern Munich. I, I think Bayern Munich. They bet. <laughs> Huh? You you going yeah. for the safe bet? The safe bet. I mean, Bayern Munich, like I said, is a proven team. Um, I don't think I have any concerns for Bayern Munich. I still, I still am fairly confident that they're going to win the Bundesliga. Um, I don't think anything's going to change, unless like RB Leipzig. I think RB Leipzig is probably your best bet at contending with them. which yeah. I called, I called that from the beginning. Of the, yeah, you did. The but I mean, it's once again, like I said, those teams that don't have that experience being up top. If they can't live up to it, I mean, once again, you have the sleeping giant in Bayern Munich, and they have no problem handling the pressure up top. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I feel like they've gone seasons while they've been on top. So,
2: yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I'm I'm excited for that one. And the thing is, um, they'll also have um, what what is it? Like, I think this is going to be their last match before the Christmas break, right? Mm, Possibly, yeah. So that's gonna be a pretty hell of a match to look up forward to. So I'm just, I'm excited. Uh, I guess I'll go for the. I'll go for the for 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 Bayern Munich as well. I'll go for the safe bet. I gotta I gotta go with my boy Lewandowski, man. That
1: dude, that dude is cold blooded. All right, man. So I I know I said that we weren't gonna. Preview uh, Champions League and Europa League, Mm -hmm. so we're not going to preview it, but we have some time to to kill, so we'll go ahead and just react to it. We won't do any like necessarily like some analysis or anything like that. We're not gonna. We'll do that for uh, obviously once we get close to it, we'll preview uh, the games, right? Right. You know, while there's like when they're more relevant, but we'll we'll react to the drawings and we'll react to both Europa. And uh and the Champions League. So which one do you want to react to first? Champions League or Europa? Uh we can
2: go Europa first and then move on to the Champions.
1: Okay, so we're gonna do Europa. Mm-hmm. Alright, so Europa, which obviously there is um eight teams that were sent from the Champions League to Europa. And so that's gonna be very interesting how that uh turns out. But all right, so the first game is, uh, Wolfsburg versus Tottenham Hotspur. Um, uh, I think it's very an unfortunate pairing for, for Wolf, Wolfsburg. Yeah. At least. Um, then you have Dean Mokrev versus, uh, Club Bruges. Uh, Real Sociedad versus Manchester United. That is, that is, um, that is wow. quite the pairing. Um, uh, Manchester United obviously being one of the teams that were, Relegated down to Europa League, so there is that. Uh, Benfica versus uh, Arsenal, so that's gonna be an interesting matchup. Obviously, one of the top teams in, in in Portugal gonna take on Arsenal. And like I said, if Arsenal wants to stick with my my bold prediction of them making it to Champions League, this is their this is their best bet now. <laughs> Julie, this is your time to shine. Let's do it. I mean, at this point, man, fucking get relegated. Just put all your put all your efforts in the Europa League. Um, AC Milan versus uh, Red Star Belgrade. Uh, Rangers. Uh, dang it! <laughs> let, me, let me let me pull it up in, in a better. <laughs> I was able to know some of the, the the teams like just judging it off the logo. Come on. All right. Yeah, uh, come on.
0: Boop, boop,
2: boop, yeah, boop, so professional boop, right now. Boop, boop. Hey, man. We all uh, striving all this professionalism right here. I got I got a robo over here next to me. He's all wanting love. So I'm over here patting his head, patting his back. Giving him some love.
1: Uh, Antwerp versus Rangers. So, I mean... Rangers, once again, a team that I would be eyeing on just because of it's CVG's G's team. Slavia Praha versus Leicester City. That's going to be a good one. Salzburg versus Villarreal. Ooh. Uh, Braga versus Roma. All right. Uh, Krasnodar versus Dinamo Zagreb. Young Boys versus Bayer Leverkusen. I think Leverkusen has that one. Uh, Molda versus Hoffenheim, Granada versus Napoli. Sorry, sorry, Granada. (laughs) It's like I already chose it. Um, Tel Aviv versus Shakhtar, Mm -hmm. Mm the team that beat Real Madrid twice, and they—that sucks. Like they didn't even make it. They weren't even second in the in the group. (laughs) It's just like. Which Borussia Gladback was the team that that got that spot? Lille versus Ajax, that matchup I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, and Olympiacos versus PSV. So those are the matchups for the round of 32 for Europa. Um, which I mean, I'm excited to see that man. Like I think I, you know, like I mean, say what you want Matt, about Europa League, however you want to look at it. Like oh, it's the consolation prize or something like that. It's still a tournament it's still um something but yeah those games will be played the first legs will at least be played on the on February eighteenth and the second leg will be February twenty fifth. So once we get closer to those dates that's when we'll actually do our legitimate preview for those games so you guys will have more in depth of what we think of those games. But now Champions League man. Now obviously this is this is what we you know we we all want to see. This is the um the matchups and all in all all glory. So I believe these games will actually start in February sixteenth and February seventeenth. So these will start uh actually start I thought it was on the twenty first. No, says so here February
2: sixteenth. Okay. I'm just trying I'm trying to get my dates right, but you good man? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, February 23rd is going to have Lazio and Bayern. Okay, so let's talk about the matches. Yeah. All right. So, the games that will will be playing February 16th and March 10th, which obviously that's the first to take away, is going to be RB Leipzig versus Liverpool. Ooh. So, that, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Barcelona versus PSG. I mean, we Messi all know what happened last Neymar. time Barcelona and PSG play. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then these are the games that we'll be playing the 17th of February and the 9th of March. And that is Porto versus Juventus. Ooh. And this That was kind of,
2: that was kind of, that was kind of eh,
1: simple. The game that I'm looking, this game is definitely one I'm looking forward to. Sevilla versus Borussia Dortmund. Oh, yeah. Oof. So, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, Sevilla fans. I know you guys really wanted to go for that, for another Europa League title, but you know, you guys have to settle for the Champions League. I mean. <laughs> hey man. All right, sure. so the games we'll be playing on February 23rd and March 17th is Lazio versus Bayern Munich uh and Atletico versus Chelsea. So that's, that
2: one that one
1: is the one I actually want to see. Like that yeah. one is going to be a hell of a fucking match. That one's going to be good. And then February 24th and March 16th we'll have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Manchester City. Uh, I feel like Man City has this matchup. I think it's a favorable for one for them. I mean, Motion is no pushover, but I just, uh, you already kind of feel it. And the last matchup is Atalanta versus Ralmagin.
2: <sighs> I just feel like it's so simple.
1: I mean, I wouldn't sleep on Atalanta, but I mean, I was saying the great, I, I like. That. I mean, compared to the other, te- the other available teams, yeah, yeah, we exactly. definitely. Real definitely. Man City also lucked out. I mean, uh, all right, from those matches, I mean, would you say Juventus lucked out or Man City or Real Madrid? I'm
2: I'm not talking down on Porto,
1: but I feel like yeah, Juventus did luck
2: out because of the squad that they have. So Juventus,
1: Juventus you, I feel like, is OP. So Juventus Porto. got the better draw? I think so. And then your your matchup that you want to see is Atletico versus Chelsea. Atletico versus Chelsea. And I agree. I mean, Sevilla and Borussia Dortmund is probably the next one that I would say. But no. So, I mean, Atletico and Chelsea. Frank that. Lampard and Diego Simeone. That's going to be... That's a hell of a match. That's going to be good. Um, but yeah, so, so I agree with that. Uh, totally. Uh, I mean... So I mean, obviously going back to the Europa, was is there a game? I mean, Rouse goes to that versus versus Manchester United. I think that's the game. That's actually the one I was interested in. Yeah, and I feel like I, I would I would say uh, Rangers probably got the easier with Antwerp? Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like they got the easier matchup. Um, so I mean, so there's our reaction to. Uh, To the uh, Europa League and basically, it's like who
2: has the easiest match. That's our reaction.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's really what it's going to be. Obviously, like I said, we're not going to go in depth with it. We will go in depth come February when it's more closer. Um,
2: Yeah. Whenever whenever the games are closer, we'll talk more about it. And we're talking more about their key players. For all we know, then I mean, knock on wood. I mean, things change. Yeah, knock on wood. That January transfer
1: window is going to
2: be big. January transfer windows are going to be open. It could be some injuries along the way. Players,
1: players leave. Yeah, you know, free Free transfers. It it makes more sense to preview this the week before that these matches happen. Yeah. So I mean,
2: but trust me, we'll get to it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good preview. I mean, shit. I mean, that's gonna be a hell of a friggin'. I can't wait to preview the Atletico Chelsea game
1: though. Oh, already? Oh, all right, man. It's that time. Three up, three down. Still waiting for Spencer's text. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Spencer's just He's knocked out. Yeah, he's he's busy. He's been he's been grinding it. He's grinding it hard. But yeah, so boy So I mean basically we don't have any fuel for Spence when it comes to these bets now. So so like I, like last week we did musical groups. Now this time we're doing solo musical artists. Right ho, right ho. So so now it's gonna this is probably like now if in the event of not a duet <laughs> yeah this is where probably, I mean we probably can still use those but I mean it's more fun when it's just one singer so so yeah so solo artist Edward do you want to go first uh I guess all right
2: man start out with your three down three down all right hold on three down Let's see. uh I want to say. I guess my number three would probably be Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, yeah, is this his voice? Is his voice is really weird? And I mean, I like his music. Don't get me wrong. I guess Wait, how I'm do you like the, his music and then not like Lil Wayne? His voice, bro. Like, so, so, do you like Lil Wayne, or do you? Nah, or not do you, really. I heard, like, the last thing I ever listened from him was, like, his, like, his collabs with, like, Drake, or with, um, what was it? There was one with, um, it was, like, David Guetta, Chris Brown, and uh, Lil Wayne. It was, like, a little Dance, whatever. So, it's been a while. It's been a long time, a long time since I've heard Lil Wayne. But it's, it's, yeah, like it's been a minute and I just kind of fell off of it hard because it just, his voice was so, oh man, it's so bad in my opinion. I mean, it's just an opinion. It's not a state of, state of fact, Um, but don't, don't hang me for it or anything like that. But I'm just saying like, it's just, I, I just can't, I can't, I okay. can't listen to him anymore. I really can't. Have you ever Oh God! When he goes a high pitched nasal, oh geez! <laughs> oh man! Okay, that's interesting. All right, all right. My second one—I will probably get a lot of hate
1: for this one—is uh, Cardi B. Cardi is it? Yeah, Little Wayne at number three and Cardi B. At, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Yeah.
2: Uh, I just, some of the songs I, I, I I actually don't have any Cardi B songs in my repertoire, like in my, in my workout playlist or anything that I listen to. Nothing. The only thing, um no, not even, not even like Carol G or whatever, like I, I like that, that song Tusa or whatever, like, I don't, <laughs> Wow, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I hate her, it's just. I just like some of those. There's one song or a couple of songs that I don't understand what she says. So I'm just like, oh, all right, whatever. What, is she, what song? <sighs> yeah, like I know it because I listen to Cardi B all the time. Well, you said there's a song that you don't know. Yeah, exactly. That, I don't pay attention. I just changed it to a station or whatever. I'm like, all right. I was like, I'm not going to listen to this. Just click, change it over. Damn, dude. I've been jamming a WAP for like the last <laughs> I think everybody has. And the only reason why I've been jamming a WAP is because. All these Instagram thoughts, all right, they keep showing these videos and I'm like, God damn. Bro, buddy. that
1: song is like a banger though. <laughs> like, nah. Can't, <laughs> I can't,
2: can't work out to it, bro. I'm over here trying to do bro, like, I laugh. Oh, and I was here, what pop, and a and I was like, What the fuck? And I'm like, I can't bro, I never give me strength. It doesn't I love give me the lyrics of that song. It doesn't man. give me strength, bro. I the, love the lyrics. There's only one reason why I listened to that song. It was a uh, part of that um uh the the face app. The oh season. yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why putting like I even put didn't I show you I put your face on there? No, I didn't put your you, face on there. You put
1: no you didn't put my face on there. I in. put Josh's face
2: on there. What Wait. Was? I put Josh's face on Cardi B shit. We fucking busted out we busted a gut. Fucking laughing. I love I shit.
1: love the lyrics in that song, but uh, I, I just nah I can't, bro. I can't. Fuck that big mad truck. I'm just looking around. I can't. I can't, bro. Bro,ny in the pot with this one. <laughs> All right, and
2: I guess my number one. Um, hadn't really thought about this one. I'm just winging it over here. Um... What was it? Uh, I guess... I had to really think about it. Okay, so, mind you, this is of all of his autotune stuff. Because the autotune, it just kind of killed it for me. But I've heard his real voice, and his real voice is really good. So I don't know why he doesn't make music like that. But T Pain.
1: Oh my god, I'm about to fight you, man! Like, are you serious? No, his auto tune stuff is it's good. I right? mean, he I, did win the the first season of the Mad I, Singer. Exactly, but that was not auto tune. That was his, he has that was, songs that are not auto. That auto-tune. was
2: his that was his actual
1: voice. You know, you the know
2: majority has, of his songs were auto tune. Yeah, the ones that got put on the radio. Exactly. And that's I guess I guess that's probably why like most of his major stuff was all auto tune, and that's why it just and then, and then one of my one of my songs that I go to just to get a little inspiration it's like I'm on a boat with Lonely Island you know so I mean right there it's autotune. so I kind of like because that became a stick like that's just kind of no it's just I
1: can't, so your your bottom three consists of Little Wayne Cardi B and T-Pain. Yeah, uh, I'll
2: be honest. T-Pain is kind of like a hit or miss for me because I like him. You know, I, I like I like the singing and everything. It's just, I to, at the moment, I couldn't think of my number one. Like, I couldn't think of anybody else that I think I don't like more than Cardi B and Lil Wayne. Okay. Yeah, so I just can't put it out there for the autotune. Maybe the same thing with Lil Wayne. Maybe his autotune, weird alien voice, kind of kills it for me. So
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's your bottom three? All right. So starting off with my bottom three. Uh, this is a. I know this is like, like, someone that like a lot of people like listening. At least, at least, like the single women department love listening to, and that is Lizzo. And uh, <laughs> and I know it's like one of those like. She's from Houston, and I mean, I try to, I try to to rock with Houston as much as I can. But yeah, I can't do with Lizzo. I just, I just can't. I I mean, the the first the the first time I heard her song, whichever the one that I just took a DNA test, turns out that that one I just, I was like, nah. Like the B just sounds like somebody farting. And so, wow. like, <laughs> um, 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 I don't know what to say to that one. <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, and then she has this one song that was on a commercial a lot. I, I think I do my hair dance, check my nails. Oh, yeah, whatever. I think I heard of that one. Frank is on a commercial. <laughs> so yeah, that, it, it, that one gets a little annoying. So, so there's that. Um. Number two. Um, and I mean, I okay. So there's certain artists that I play because I know girls like it, and this is definitely one of those artists that I allow to be played on my radio um, um, when I'm driving, and that's Luke Bryan. Oh wow, really? I can't stand Luke Bryan. A lot, a lot of the girls that are probably listening to this right now are they love Luke Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably looking at you like with daggers out of their eyes and everything. (laughs) But it's just, uh, I just can't stand his voice, man. One margarita, two margarita, three margarita shot. (laughs) It's just like, Uh, is this? But yeah, so number two is Luke Bryan. And number one, man. See, I told you, it's hard to come up with that number one. Well, I mean, it's just like, you think of so many artists and it's, it's easier to pick the ones you like than the ones you hate because clearly you oh, yeah. listen to the ones you hate. Um, I got to think of like somebody, like as soon as I hear their voice, I got to skip it. Like, uh, dang. Okay, so this one is kind of tricky. Um, yeah, this is actually a little harder than I thought. Don't you say? <laughs> uh, I'm not saying anything. Um. Actually, you know what? No, this one's easy. Uh, I just gotta look up his name because not, not not any personal reasons because I think, what genre? What genre? Uh, no, he's uh he's the lead singer of Pottle Mud. Oh, um. Really. Yeah, and I mean, I I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of of, of puddle and mud. Cause Everything's so blue. West Gantlin. West Gantlin. Everyone's so fake. And so the reason why I don't like West Gandlin anymore, and I I kind of like stopped listening to puddle mud. Was it because he, of controversy that I heard about earlier? Well, he's been having turmoil with, with puddle and mud just because of his drug addiction. Yeah, but um, he actually did a live show at Pub Fountains, the one on on St- on uh, Stafford. Yeah. So I went there because I was like, oh, shit, it's West Canyon. So I went there to go see him live, and he already had his mind. He was already high, like super high. And he was, like, playing for a little bit, got pissed off, and he didn't like the guitar that he had, and then he got mad because he couldn't find a pick, and then he just stormed out. Like, he literally, like, the show just started, and he just storms out. And so that was, like, kind of, like, one of those, like, don't meet your heroes kind of moments. Uh, Yeah. Like yeah. never meet your heroes because yeah, so that's that happened. And so I was kind of super let down. It, it was like a crappy night after that because I was just like, "Well, I'm like, man, I what drove dick. all, yeah." Like I was like, I drove all the way. This, like I hardly ever go to Pub Fountains. Like I knew mean, this is like one of the last places I would go to a bar at. Yeah, and like I literally went there to see this guy, and I was just like, "Well, what do I do now?" I ended up like hanging out with some like random people like at the bar, and like so they were kind of cool. Um... But aside from that, yeah, that night just sucked. I was like, so I was so deflated from that because I was like looking forward to like seeing the lead singer Poto up perform live in an acoustic kind of show. And he just kind of yeah, like. Yeah, he just kind of just pissed everyone off, really. Yep. But Damn. I mean, they, luckily they had a backup band. I guess they had like, because they guess they figured out Wes Gamblin is not a very reliable. <laughs> person at least they they knew better so they brought it like they had this like backup band come in and they they just built their own show which kicked ass but i mean still kind of sucked knowing that you know i came there to see west canada not some random cover band right right so all right i can
2: see where you're be upsetting so yeah fuck you west canada all right man so so to reiterate my top three lil wayne carter b t-pain yeah, for the moment, I may change my mind throughout the week. That is gonna that is gonna be my research for this upcoming week. I will try to find a new number one because apparently I have hurt Hector's feelings. So I am gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and try to see if I can find a new number one that is in my bottom one because I do like T Pain and I do like his music. It's just sometimes the autotune is just annoying. But we'll wait and see. And we'll, we'll work we'll work with it. We'll work with it. And so those are my top three. Or my bottom three, I'm sorry. Uh, Lil Wayne, Cardi B, and T-Pain. For the time being.
1: Hector? Oh, you're in my, my bottom three? Yeah. Um, Lizzo, Luke Bryan, and Wes Cantlin. I still can't believe about Luke Bryan. I
2: actually like some of his songs. Some of his jams. I, I, just, I just can't, man. Fast. <laughs> I'm gonna start singing it just to piss you off. All right. All right. So I guess I'll start with my top three. All right. So my top three is going to be uh, number three is going to be. Um,
0: probably
1: uh, you know what's funny is I, I was like scrolling up to see like maybe like Spencer has his own like top three solo artists and all he has is like two chains. But uh, scroll up, I completely forgot about the picture. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god! <laughs> oh. Gr- Gr-
2: Graylish. yeah, Jack Graylish. yeah, Gray-lish? <laughs> no. he's in there for the swirl. His brother, his he's, like, he's down to swirl, bro.
1: Bro, like he's just his face, man. Like he's just, he's just living his life. I mean. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Yep. yep, uh, I mean, I would post the picture on our on don't, Twitter, but don't, no, it's, no, we could get em. we can get
2: in trouble for that. Not just because it's inappropriate, but just just shit. Jack Rayleigh should
1: be like, hey. Who I mean, you it's not on the internet. Yeah, just, on the just, the internet just, just literally look up Jack realish, and you'll find it. Like, <laughs> oh man!
2: Oh wow! I forgot about the picture. I can't believe you looked at the picture. I, I looked at it, and it's normal to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah whatever. He's in his life. Um, not good for him, man. So, my number three would possibly be. <sighs> I don't know. Wow. I have my top two. I just don't have my number three. I guess I'll just throw in random name in there. Um, I guess. Uh, Romeo Santos. Okay. There so you go. From Aventura. Yeah. I mean, he opened the doors. I am trying to figure out he open so some legs for my along
1: the way. <laughs> and his, when he did the solo artist, I was like thinking, I was like, wouldn't just his, his band just like just be, <laughs> just be doing the music for him? Like, was it necessary for him to go solo? I mean, I thought it was basically he was just being solo already. I, like, I, I don't know. He was the only one singing. I mean, as, as far as I they know, they had the backup stuff. His brother, right? Yeah.
2: His
1: brother yeah, but I am mean, like, how's that yeah. any different? Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I remember it was, it was like, "Oh my God, they're getting reunited." I'm like, well, "It's not like they like split up." I mean, the dude just decided to go solo. Yeah. So I just, I don't
2: know. I don't know. But yeah, like his music, it it opened up a lot of shit to me, and some of it was
1: pretty deep, and some of it was like, I think everybody like listened to. Uh, I mean, if uh, even the people that didn't speak Spanish, man, like they listened to Aventura. I mean, uh, they knows it. Um, I mean, they assumed that Promise they, with Usher. No, not, um, even, not even that. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, they just assumed that it was salsa because I remember, hey man, that's not salsa music, right? I'm like, no, it's bachata. No.
2: they like, when's, it, when's the trumpet going to come in? What are you talking about? The Mexican music? <sighs> no, that's not it, bro. Um, but it's like, he opened up, like, he also opened up, like, to where he did collaborations, like, with Drake and Usher. So it was pretty. That's pretty, bro. That's pretty good. Um, my number two, Eminem. Can't go wrong with him. Can't yep. go wrong with the Shady. That's true. I mean, shit. Even like his new stuff was pretty, pretty badass. Like when that feud with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, man. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, that was a pretty good, that was a pretty uh, good rap he did, a pretty good diss. But Eminem just came back and was like, yeah, I'm not going to take that thing down. And boom. Just, he just finished
1: it. He was like, that's it. It's done. I was like, wow. I
2: was like, shit.
1: I mean, you gotta be careful, man. Like when you when you go into if you try to go into some sort of battle with Eminem. I mean, one day, that's how you started. Yeah, well, you gotta
2: you gotta be able to come out of it. Because I mean, you have to have the resources to actually come
1: Mariah out of Carey it. took shots at, at Eminem. <coughs> oh yeah, look at him. Look at her. I mean, and then look at uh, Nick and Cannon. Nick Cannon's dumbass decided to try to try to battle Mm-mm. <laughs> nope, okay. nope, nope. You nope. can probably tie that up to another poor decision he made. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is not a smart
2: idea. So, I mean, MGK, he 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 did he did really good on um on his uh this album, cool. it. yeah. So he did real good, but then just Eminem just out of nowhere, and then when he did that surprise drop, nobody knew about the album coming out till the day of. And then with the ringer that came out i was like oh and then the flow on that music on that track dude i was like
1: are you talking about his redemption from his la- like his last crappy album mm, not um what was it relapse was it relapse, not relapse. Not relapse. um i guess uh, no like when he came out of retirement that's yeah what I'm yeah because i mm. remember Kamikaze was kind of also his way of like trying to redeem himself because yeah
2: the last album he did was pretty yeah but me. that this one was it, it was just raw i was like this is the shit we were waiting for something like this yeah, yeah. so yeah but uh that's my number two eminem right there and number one i know it may surprise you but um he's up an up and comer he's real young he's real um lunai okay yeah so he's real up and coming he's been doing a lot of collabs with um with like, we've seen Yandel. He's been doing a lot of, um, remixes with uh, a few other uh, artists here and there. He's done some stuff with, uh, Daddy Yankee, Bozuna. So he's, he's been up there. And he even, um, uh, fuck, what was his name? He he actually has a pretty, pretty good, uh, good track. Oh, with, um, fuck, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have actually heard this one, because it actually went into mainstream. Uh, Top Gun with Lil little Mozi. Oh wow. Really? Yeah, he, that 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 song, Top Gun. Lunai does that's his cameo in there. Okay. And so yeah. So that's what I was like, yeah, so uh, that's what i was saying.
1: So okay, so your your your, your top 3 is um Romero Santos, Romero Santos, Eminem and Lunai. Okay. Okay. All right. So my my top 3, so my number 3 is going to be Farruko. All right. So, I kind of got a guy, I was like, man, like cause at first I thought it was two guys.
2: Yeah. I the, and, then and
1: then you got the one guy who does the smooth singing. But it's like two different voices. Like it's yeah. two completely different like Drake is like I would I would say he's kinda like the Spanish version of Drake because Drake obviously can rap but also sing. But also the fact that like they're like two completely different voices. Yeah. But yeah, so Faruko always I I definitely jam to his stuff. Um, number two is Becky G. All right, a all right. She's my queen. Is this, <laughs> she, uh, is this another attempt to try to slide in her DMs? No, 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 this is me pointing out how much I'm willing to risk it off her. <laughs> uh, no, but not, nah, bro. Becky G, I fuck with her. I mean, like, I don't know, she she's, 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 done, she's, done done <laughs> she's done some good shit. No,
2: she's done some collabs with, um, Bad Bunny, Prince Royce, um, um. Kane Brown. Yeah, Kane Brown. Um, what was it? Um.
1: She did something Was it with Nothing, Natasha? I think she. I think she's done a few things with her. Yeah. Um, and then she just did the remix with Banda Ms and Snoop Dogg. Of, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Malicio. Yeah, I think so. So I literally when I dropped, I played it because I was like, okay, it got my girl Becky G on it. I gotta, yeah, right. Gotta hold it down for my girl <laughs> Becky G. Oh all right. right. Like, gotta hold it down for Becky G. Um, and number one, of course. The Godfather of Gangster Rap Music, Ice Cube. And there you go. I kind of had a feeling you were gonna say that. So. I mean, uh, Ice Cube was def like. I mean, I think I said it last week. I think when when I was talking about NWA, that mm-hmm. Ice Cube's my favorite rapper of all time. Um, every- I feel like similar to NWA with Ice Cube, a lot of that he he's got a lot of like good get hype music for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I- I'll go to church. With uh with Snoop Dogg and, and uh Lil Lil John. Yeah. That's a good hype up song right there. Um, Rep That West. Like there's a lot of good hype songs, but then he also has some songs that's like very relevant. Um well I mean at that time. And then weirdly enough, it's relevant now. To here to now. And then obviously I think one of the best songs is just like easy vibe, go with the flow kind of song is obviously uh Good Day. Today was a
2: good day. Do, 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 do. One of my favorite
1: beats, also, of all time. My favorite beat of all time is actually Five on It by Lunas. That's actually one of my favorite beats of all time. But no, uh, but yeah, so Ice Cube, just like, like I said, he's one of my favorite rappers. I think really, really what got me into rap was definitely Ice Cube. Um, and then obviously Eminem, and you know, as music went on. Then now you got Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. Yeah. um kind of for me it is pretty bad just go just go bad those two those two are holding i think him and kendra lamar have been holding it really down right now for the rap world yeah um i mean there's there's a lot of other guys man there's a lot of great rappers that are, are are out and about but i think for sure i think a lot of people would at least be highly on those two for sure um but yeah i mean ice cube i think was part of a very big era of rap music oh i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw one in there. <laughs> just,
2: just for all the people who listen to like baby making music. Genuine. <laughs> so which song though? Um there's first time, there's pony. Of course, pony's like the m- one that he's known for all this time. Well, also because to Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> but also Magic Mike. Right? Um, let's see, Pony, first time, in those jeans. You can't you can't go wrong with in those jeans. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, I just, I just, I just thought of that because you were like the rap world, da, 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 da. I was like, I was like, oh, and
1: then and then the, the like, R&B world. Yeah, the R&B <laughs> world. Uh, it was funny, I was with, uh, so Heidi spent the night, uh, here, my niece, and, um, she wanted to, uh, you know, usually like whenever I'm with her, like, I usually try to like play things that I like listening to. I mean, mind you, language trying to avoid the language. Parental advisory. I try to, but I mean, at this point, like I, she's ten years old, so she if, if she hasn't heard a cuss word now, I mean, she still like reacts when I cuss, but I mean, like I'm just like at this point, how do you, you know not to say these words. <laughs> it's actually her reaction when she hears when she when she heard the podcast. She's like, uh, it was actually when I when I said fuck Lana Donovan. Oh god, my, fuck Lana Donovan speech. She she heard that part. She's like, Tia, you said the fuck. You said fuck a lot, but she didn't say fuck. But she's like, she said you said the f word, and I'm just like. Oh, yeah. I was like, Oh, I said a whole a lot of other things when I was about Landon Donovan. Oh, I wasn't gonna fuck Land Donovan. Um, oh my God. Here but, go. uh, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but yeah, so we were, we were, we were, cause she wanted to go to the tea house, the one on, uh, on Bel Air and corporate. Right, right, right. So we went over there. And so, um, we were just driving. And then so she's like, I started listening. I was playing like, uh, I think I was playing like boys to men, like, oh, yeah, uh, station. And so we're just jamming to like R and B, and so I was explaining her R and B, and then uh, um, she was like, "Is uh is Seal R and B?" And I'm just like, "Wait, what do you know about? How do you know about Seal?" And she's like, "I'm like, wait, what song from Seal?" And she's like, Kiss from the Rose." And I'm like, "Dang, okay, right. <laughs> I was like, "Okay," she's like, I was thinking about having Spencer sing that song actually. Oh, I was thinking about it. But I was like, nah, 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 nah. I gotta go with. We'll, well, we'll say that a little how bit. Come,
2: how come he gets? How come he gets? How come he gets a a decent song, and I got stuck with Frozen?
1: And Frozen's not a decent song. <laughs> oh god! Stop being Here a hater go. about
2: Frozen. Here we go. The
1: conce- me and Spencer both agreed. Let it go by Fro- by the movie <sighs> Frozen is an amazing song. You're just being a little hater because you're like, and you know what? Because I don't
2: like Frozen.
1: Do you think me especially like watch Frozen every other day? No, it seems like it. Well, but it's a good do. song. Uh, no, I don't like. It's it. a good feel good song. It makes you. It uplifts the spirit that the cold can never it's bother cute. me in room anyway.
2: Have you been outside, bro? I was in the cold outside. That shit bothered me all the fucking day. That's why I'm wearing this thick ass jacket.
1: Bro, you're just a hater, man. Like what the hell? No, I specifically chose also that song for Spencer just to piss you off. To. Oh you bitch. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna give him a good suck so he ever gets back. But Frozen's a good song, man. Let's reiterate our top three. Arrgh. All right,
2: what's it sound like a pirate? All right, my top three. Damn it, I forgot my number three.
1: Romeo Santos, uh, Eminem, and Lunai. Okay. And then my number three was. (laughs) No, Faruko, Becky G, and Ice Cube. The boy had a brain fart, but. And uh, Spencer, at least I know Spencer's number one is Two Chains. Yeah. So that's that's his number one is Two Chains. Which, which is fun fact for for you for you people that don't know that much about the rapper music, um, Two Chains was actually originally Titty Boy. Yeah, that was his original uh, uh, stage name before he switched to, to Two Chains. Fun fact, I just thought I would add that. Yeah, um, <laughs> As, would you would you Rick? What would you rather be called, Titty Boy or Two Chains? I think it's like well, at least an underground rapper. is not that bad. Like to be called Titty Boy. I think it's like easy it's to remember. It's like it's easy to stand out with a name like that. Yeah. But then, but when, when then when two James, two, two Jane's actually also once again, gonna easy. Yeah. Name to remember. Oh, bro. Um Especially two, when when you scream it every single time in your song. Two trains.
2: uh Okay, so these are just like people who actually have that mad flow skills. Busta Rhymes and Twista. Oh, but they're choppers. That's one. Yeah, but they they just like it's just the way they they fucking flow and shit. Tech nine is also pretty
1: good. at Tech nine, yeah,
2: he's actually pretty good. Yep. I, I'm not Yellow a Wolf, Yellow Wolf, can. Yellow Wolf is
1: actually pretty good. Yellow Wolf can do that too. Yellow Wolf yeah. can do that. Eminem obviously can. Yeah, well, he can do it all. Oh my god, that dude there. But yeah, but, man. So those are, are three up, three downs. If you guys like feel otherwise, you know, go ahead and say it. Spencer's going to have a fun time reacting to what we said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, so that is the show. Um, shout out to Unhinged Sports Network. Um, once again, we're a part of Unhinged Sports, man. Uh, honestly, it's been a great, it's been great being with Unhinged, man. Just, it's been awesome. It's been a great group of guys. They're very supportive, and I mean, I mean, they like our content, and and so we greatly appreciate it, man. And um, you obviously, you can find us uh, uh On unhinged on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and I guess 10 a.m. Uh, West Coast Time. But yeah, so you can catch us there at unhingedsn dot com. And if you guys want like uh updates on all things that are unhinged, all the other great podcasts that they have available on that in that network, um just follow them on Twitter at network unhinged, and they constantly let you know when shows are coming. The honestly, as soon as you go into unhinged's website. There's already a podcast playing right then and there. So so you're already listening to some great content that they have there at uh Unhinged SN. So once again, shout out to Network Unhinged, Unhinged Sports Network, the network that we're a part of. And shout out to Alejandro Gomez, the creator of the Insert Name FC logo. Yeah. Um, if you guys are looking for a logo to be made for yourselves and for your business, or you just want to make a logo. I mean, you know, everybody's trying to be entrepreneurs now these days. Um, well, hit up, hit up Alla Andra, man. She's got you, man. So just go ahead and follow her on Instagram at Alan Gomez Graphics. Once again, it's at Alan Gomez Graphics. Just hit her up, message her, tell her that you're interested in getting a logo done. And then when she asks you what you want, just tell her to go off queen and she's going to make you a solid logo. So that's, that's a guarantee right there for me. Love you, Ale. Oh, so you didn't sing her, sing her name today? I did say her name. As they sing, right? oh, sing! Okay, I love you, Ale. No, <laughs> this is Jesus Christ. All right, and of course, shout out to our producer, our beat maker, our our next up and coming singer, <laughs> <the laughs> Atlético <laughs> Madrid fan. <fighting. laughs> Roosevelt Spencer, man. The, Spence. I mean, I I mean this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for Spencer, yes, man. I know so he works I gotta, really I gotta give him a really hard, hard for us, man. I know he, he he busts his ass off for us. And I mean, I know he's on a tight schedule and we try to do as much as we can to accommodate for what he wants from us. Um we do our best, man. I mean, you know, we try to make his job easier for us by just editing up, but I mean he does a great job doing it, man. And he I does think, an amazing job. And he loves he loves doing it. And funny enough, he he's been more and more and more of a soccer fan because of it yeah Um, but yeah if you guys love our beats if you like our sound um hit him up on instagram at that guy dope and if you're looking to do a collab just hit him up and and make something happen yeah talk to him he's a real cool dude all right man so that's the show thank you so much for listening man Uh, i'll catch you guys next week for episode 16 um, we'll talk about something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, a, we'll we'll keep it up. We'll there's keep always, up. Something there's happening.
2: always something happening in the world of soccer. It's just like, you never know. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's just shit happens, bro. Like I said, injuries happen all the time. Exactly. So, we'll, we'll, we'll. hey, we may even try to do, um, like what they're doing for their Christmas breaks and stuff like that. You never know for all the soccer stars. You never know. Saying.
1: Exactly, man. So yeah, so that's the show, man. Thank you so much for listening and catch y'all next week, man. All right. Take care, guys. And now enjoy the sounds of Roosevelt Spencer singing. Because he lost the bet because obviously Atlantico Madrid lost. Um <laughs> to Real Madrid. Hello, Madrid. Oh God. Um, so enjoy to the to the, your pleasure, Roosevelt Spencer singing, never gonna give you up. Bye. <laughs> America's sweetheart, recast. Oh God! <laughs> Enjoy. Awesome.
0: We're no strangers to love. And so do I Hopeful commitments what, what I'm thinking of You wouldn't get this From, from any other guy I, I just want to tell, tell you How I'm feeling, feeling. You gotta, gotta make you understand Never, never, gonna, give you you up. Up. never, never gonna give you up, gonna never, gonna give you up. Gonna up. never gonna let, let you down you Never gonna run around Desert you, you. Never gonna make you Lie, lie. it hurts you, we've known each other for so long, your heart's been aching but you're too shy to say it, inside we both know what's been going on, we love the game and we're gonna play it, and if you ask me how I'm feeling, don't tell me you're blind to Gonna give you up, never gonna gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Gonna tell the lies and you. give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna. Never gonna give, never gonna give We've known each other for so long Your heart's been aching, but you're too shy to say it Inside we both know what's been going on We know the game and gonna play it I just wanna tell you how I'm feeling Gotta make you understand, girl Tell him. I'm gonna give you up, you never gonna, you up. gonna let you cry. down, never gonna you run around, And desert you, never gonna, you. Never gonna make you cry, You're never gonna say goodbye, never gonna, good you. gonna, gonna, gonna good good lie, it you, never gonna give you, you okay. up, never gonna let you down, never gonna run around, And desert you, make you cry, never gonna say goodbye.
2: Okay, never going oh. okay.
0: to give them up. Gonna let Don't let them down. Gonna and desert you. I'm going to make you cry. Never gonna gonna say goodbye Never gonna tell a lie And hate you
1: Hey, shout out to These guys for making me sing this song I can mix, but singing is not in my talent repertoire Happy birthday to Hector One of the awesome hosts of Insert Name FC I am the guy behind the boards Behind the boards is where I stay And, um Hope you all enjoyed this rendition of Never Gonna Give You Up. This is a great song. Shout out to Mr. Uh, Rick Astley. Um, He's a great singer. My voice is not that though. And again, guys, I hope you enjoy the show and everything put up by insert name. Rock with you